Welcome back to Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon, also known as the Deacon of Real Estate. Hey! Hey, kids! kids. Um, Alex, how are you doing today? Good, sir. I am great. Hey, you turn that frown upside down, Adam. Turn that hey, frown kids. upside down. Um, I feel like this is Carla the Clown. Carla the Clown loves you. Are you, That's call, it. Are you calling me a clown? What, you think we're funny like a clown? What are you, what are you talking about? Funny like clown. All right, so guys, we've been talking about a lot of things dealing with real estate investing, uh, sales, auctions, um, rehabs. You know what? But we care about the environment here. Rehab. Don't bring Rehabs. up my don't bring up my job. Sorry. Yeah, I guess that's that Man, was a touchy subject so personal, here, guys. It's a touchy subject here, guys. Um, so, <laughs> so, but we care about the environment, right? Yeah, of course we do. So let's talk about some environmental stuff, Alex. Let's do that because that's so exciting. It's it's unbelievably exciting. Yes. Environmental issues. I would say the least of a landlord's concern mm -hmm. would probably be radon. Ooh, okay. Radon is a colorless, odorless gas that potentially, if in high levels in your home and you're exposed to it, can cause lung cancer. That's what I know about radon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's very easy to mitigate. Um, if radon level, like I sell a lot of residential real estate, a lot of buyers do a radon test. I did one at my home when I purchased my own home. Um, if your radon levels are high, it's typically seven hundred fifty to eight hundred dollars on an average size house to mitigate. Okay. Very simple. Oh, okay, good. Very easy to do. So, typically, when I buy a rental property, I don't test for radon. Um, radon levels are typically higher in the basement. Most of the time, you're not renting in the basement. Plus, radon is not a... It's not something the landlord has to be concerned with because it's not something that's tested on a regular basis or whatever. So, we mo most people don't worry about it. So, radon's one. We could talk about water quality. So, when I typically buy a rental property, I don't buy something that has well water. So well water is, is more, like you'll buy that in the country. Like you can buy duplex that's out in Burgettstown or... or the house know. I grew up in in Hopewell started with well water. We had to yeah. transfer it over, but yeah, it was so horrible not, with well water. <laughs> it's not uncommon to have it. Um, I would probably not buy a rental property with it. I, I probably would not, but you can, um, you can buy a, a, a water s filtration system. But I guess if you did buy something that had a water filtration system, I might have something in my lease that states, hey, tenant, you're responsible to maintain this and you're responsible to test it on a regular basis. Right. Yeah, some, some, some sort of disclaimer because right. you can't be there. You don't know if it's working or not. You don't know if the levels are high. But and if you're going to buy something that has well water, which I've bought properties before just uh, for my own or for, um, for clients, I haven't bought them, but I represented clients who bought them for their own home. Because when you buy in the country, you typically might have well water. And they will have a water test. So it'll test the quality of the water. Now, even in the country, is this still as common as it once was? Because, I mean, you know, I'm... I'm about 40 years old, so you know, back in the 80s, you know, the 80s, it was a little more common. But even then, they were starting to face the country. Out in the country. Out in the country. Why else shoot? Out in hope. Well, I'll tell you what. So out in the country, um, yeah, it's still. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's quite still prevalent. Okay. Yeah, quite okay. prevalent. Yep. Good enough. Okay. Like the I own a uh, second home in Conneaut, which is 
hour and 45 minutes yeah. north of Pittsburgh. We have well water, which it's it's just not. It smells. We don't drink it. <laughs> no. Nope. We take a shower. It's kind of smelly, but it's water. Right. We don't have a filtration system there because we, we're not there a lot. But we thought about getting a filtration system just because the water has a smell to it. Gotcha. So water quality is not as important if you're buying in the city. It's it's something you want to be concerned with if a property you're buying has well water. Make sure you get the proper testing done first to see what type of chemicals are in that water and see if they can be treated with a filtration system, which is not very expensive. Okay. You can rent those and, and be done with it. Okay. Uh, next would be maybe lead, since we're talking about water, lead pipes. And typically in older homes, sometimes you'll still have an original lead pipe line coming from the main curb like so uh, to the street you'll have a curb stop which tells how the water company shuts the water on and off from that curb stop into the house sometimes it's lead okay and sometimes your levels can be high be really careful there especially if you're renting a property make sure you don't have a lead pipe coming in from the street most of those are gone today because they just they would restrict, they would corrode inside and it'd become so restricted that you had no pressure and they've been replaced over the years. That's one thing to think about. Okay. Um, one of the, the two, the, let's let's talk about one that's not as important also. It's not that it's not important, it's just not as, doesn't come up as often. It's asbestos. Mm. So asbestos, I see it a lot. Where I've come across asbestos a lot, like in old fireplaces, Oh, those inserts. Um, you'll see asbestos a lot on um, hot water heating systems. They'll be around the pipes because asbestos is a good insulator. You'll see it around sometimes forced air, gas forced air furnaces. It'll be around the ductwork to insulate it. And those are typically where I see asbestos. And it's very easy to mitigate it. And you can do this yourself. I don't know all the details. I probably wouldn't recommend it unless you research it. But <laughs> if you wet it down really good with water and then remove it, it's it's fairly safe. Where asbestos can be unsafe is if it's dry and you're just ripping it off and the everything calls becomes airborne uh, and then okay. you're breathing that. Gotcha. So if you wore a mask and you literally sprayed this down with water, you could remove it. Another way to do it is what's, what they call encapsulating it. And you can actually paint it with, a, um, I guess, a special asbestos paint which seals it. So it just you paint over it and it seals it. Huh. I did not but know it's that. Not something that typically you'll deal with asbestos in like industrial, bigger, older buildings where it's very you have to be really like aware of is it there because it could cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to get rid of. So <clears throat> you're buying something on a large scale, you want to do what's called an environmental and they do a bunch of tests and stuff like that. Okay. So those are probably for the average landlord the least that we need to worry about, but mm -hmm. something to be aware of. The ones that we deal with the most as a property management company is, the one we deal with the most is mold. Okay. And it's kind of ridiculous to be honest with you, but it's the one that we, we get the most problems with. I'll give you a really good example. This It's so crazy, but this is an example we just had. We had a one of our tenants called and said they had mold in their, their bathroom. They literally called us on the, on an emergency pager. I think it was like a Friday night. We, a, we got mold in our bathroom, literally. So whoever had the emergency pager at the time answered and said, mm, 
you want us to do what? We'll get to it Monday. Right. right? I think the lady called Monday morning because no one called her back Monday morning. Anyway, then she called the building inspector. The building inspector went over there and said, uh, I don't see any mold, ma'am, but you have mold on your shower curtain. And she had some mold around the caulking in her tub. Right. So, I mean, we literally sent someone over there to clean the caulking from her tub, and that was it. So, that's the kind of stuff you have to deal with as a landlord that that's not in a book somewhere. Right. So, you have to just be aware of that and not handle it. You can't just fluff it under the rug either and say, hey, you know what, screw you, I'm not, gonna, I'm not worried about your mold. Well, what if their kid, what if it is a legitimate mold issue and their kid is sick? Right. Right. So you have to you have to inspect every time somebody complains about it. Mm-hmm. But every house has mold. Yeah. You know, every basement, <laughs> especially on older homes, they get damp and mm-hmm. they should have a dehumidifier. And you as a, a, a landlord can't be there all the time. You, you kind of have to rely on the tenant to, hey, go downstairs and make sure that dehumidifier is working. Make, and can you just look around? Is it damp down there? Do we Instead of letting it go for years and all of a sudden you get on there and there's... And mold growing off the ceiling. Now, I have a very ignorant question from a uh, very uh, novice person. Now, the, we because we live in the Pittsburgh area and we are we live in a, a bunch of hills, valleys, mountainsides. I mean, we're at the foothills of the mountains. Is a lot of this because our basements and even sometimes partial part of our houses are actually built into hillsides? And you know, versus you know maybe out in like Kansas where you have more flatlands. Typically, you don't have basements. I mean, is is there mold? reduced a little bit in those ends or is it just something you by, can't by no means i'm not a mold expert okay, okay. there we but go <laughs> anything mold is created by i think moisture and right? right and lack of sunlight and okay. you know like isn't a mushroom like a mold or a fungus or something mushrooms it's are a fungus fun- among us i believe yes it is so mold is more prevalent i think in basements and wet areas so yeah we do have basements here and i think it's maybe it's more of an issue here than it is maybe in Arizona. And see, I, yeah. when I but I'm in, sure it's an issue everywhere, you know, some, to some degree. When I lived in North Carolina, what was odd was they not a lot of houses had basements in North Carolina, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they you would still get mold down there, um, if not some giant yeah. bugs. But. Yeah. No, you're right, though. They don't have a lot of basements in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got... So, so mold is one you need to be... So when you here's what you need to do or look for as a landlord. Is that basement wet? Is it a common basement? You know, what can you do as a landlord to keep that mold down, like dehumidifiers and maybe regular inspections of the basement? It's just it's something you need to you need to be cognizant of that mm-hmm. because that can be an issue. Now, like you brought up with bathroom mold and stuff like that, like those. What typically? I mean, no, this isn't obviously. Most investors are going to know this, but if if you have somebody that you know what's the best way instead of sending somebody out is there any way that you could flip it and say hey you know i I understand that you have some some mold in your bathroom but you could take these steps and do it on your own is that is that a way that you would position it or do you recommend always sending somebody over i would address each concern when somebody calls about mold to be really important okay because if you push it under the rug and let's say that tenant is maybe they're Maybe they're truly concerned about it. Like this woman, I'm sure, just didn't have nothing else to do and what she was probably concerned about it. Right. Okay. So even though it was kind of ludicrous, because I get mold in my bathroom every like 
month. Yeah. Like, I literally have to scrub certain parts of my bathroom because this mold accumulates in it. I mean, what do you want me to, you know, I don't call mm-hmm. the EPA. I mean, I own my house, so I have to take care of it. <laughs> and my shower curtain is full of mold. You put a new shower curtain in or you replace it or, um, or clean it. Right. So, but you should treat it like it's serious because if it's serious to them and they call you and you don't answer, they call you again and you fluff it off and then they call you again and you say, well, I'll get to it. Then they call you a fourth time and you're like, oh, whatever, just live with it. And then the fifth time they call you and say, my attorney's on the phone. Yeah. My, my son just got sick. And what if it's legitimate and now you're getting sued for a million dollars? Right. Because you didn't take that complaint as you know, potentially something right. greater than it is. Right. Now, this doesn't happen all the time. We very rarely get called and say there's mold in our, on our bathroom shower curtain. But it, it's the kind of things you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And you have to treat it like it's important, and mold is important. It's an issue. It's a hot topic today. So yeah, it is. Okay. And then finally, I think we wanted to talk about lead paint, which is also mm-hmm. a concern, especially for landlords. You have to, when renting to someone, you have to disclose if you know of lead paint. So ninety-nine times out of a hundred, most landlords have never done any lead paint testing. You're not required to test for lead paint, but once you find out there is lead paint. You better disclose it to any new tenants that move in there. Mm-hmm. In 15 or 16 years, we've only had one real issue with lead paint, and it was a woman who, whose, whose kid legitimately was in the hospital and was sick. And it may not have been sick because of lead paint, but it was, it was sick. So they did some testing. They tested his blood or whatever, and this child's blood level, lead level, was high. And I guess what happens is protocol in the hospital, I could be wrong here, but the hospital had to take certain steps and eventually got in touch with us and said, hey, we have to do some sort of test in the house. Wow, okay. Okay, so we had to, our landlord had to test, do a lead te- test um, like analysis or audit or whatever, and they found that there was some lead, you know, in the house. Typically, you'll see it when uh, old wooden windows, you slide them up and down, and that old paint is creating dust Mm -hmm. and the child is over there licking the the window seals or literally children will eat like peeling paint yeah yep um they outlawed i won't say outlaw but they i guess they made it illegal to manufacture lead paint in 77 so after 77 i guess whatever was left on the shelves maybe got used or was in somebody's garage but for the most point after 1977 there was no more lead paint so Chances of there being a lead paint hazard at your home are pretty slim, mm-hmm. especially if you have new windows and you know the house has probably been painted five times over the past 40 years. Right. But right. it's something to be concerned with, especially with old wooden windows or peeling paint. So um, it's not as a big deal now, but it, it can be if you don't address it and if you don't disclose it once you know about it. That's, be, that's when it becomes a real liability for the landlord. And other than dog poop and horse manure, that's probably the only environmentals that we can discuss other than... You know. Pretty much, yeah. I think yeah. so. Because um, you're, yeah. you're renting to Amish, you want to make sure that the horse poop is tested and you know make sure that that test is thoroughly uh, documented. And you know. it's, it's good, you know, sending samples when necessary and then... Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, but I think these are good tips. I think these are good little little tips for for everyone to kind of know. Because um, no matter where you're at in this country, I feel like you're gonna you might have different. You, you know, it's gonna be you're gonna have run into different issues. You know, you might not have as much mold in anywhere USA. You know, versus here's, here's Pittsburgh. Here's the one thing you need to really take from this 15 minutes is that mold in that bathroom to me as a homeowner is a ridiculous issue. Right. Right? To a tenant, it might not be a ridiculous issue. And if let go, that can grow into a really big problem. So a little mound can grow into a mountain if you don't address the issues being a landlord. You're opening up yourself as a target for litigation right. yeah. yeah so protect yourself is it, at the end of the yep. day like just as always it's always teamwork and protecting yourself <laughs> correct the mundo so alright well guys we hope you took something from this we hope this helped you out a little bit Alex it was a pleasure yes it was a pleasure as always as man. always thank you and guys listen uh, please make sure you're checking us out as always on Facebook on Twitter uh, we are on find Alex on meetup uh, find Alex on biggerpockets.com uh, um Make sure you're checking out Deacon Hoover Real Estate on our website at dhrea.com uh, where you'll find all our agents, listings, and all of the fun stuff like our blogs and all of these uh, audio recordings. So for Alex, all the rest of the good people here at Deacon Hoover Real Estate, and myself, thank you so very much. We hope you have a great weekend.